Welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so thankful that you tuned into the broadcast today. We're so honored to be coming into your home or onto your phone or wherever it is you're watching, listening to this broadcast. We are so thankful that you are putting the Word of God into your life because that's what will make all the difference. If you'll hear His Word and become a doer of it, His Word will go to work in you and it'll change your life, Sarah. That's what's changed our lives. That's what's changed our family and millions upon millions of people all over the world. People who will just hear the word, grab a hold of it, fall in love with it, and do it. That's the key to it. Let's pray, and we're gonna get right into the word today. Father, we love you, we worship you, and we thank you so much. We thank you so much for the word, and we thank you for the word made flesh, Jesus, our savior, Jesus, our healer, Jesus, our provider, Jesus, our prince of peace. We are so thankful for him. And we invite the presence of God, your presence, sir, to fill up this broadcast today and to fill up the very atmosphere where people are watching this and listening to it all over the world. We give you access to our hearts today to minister change to us, to to bring about your plan, cause us to know what it is you want us to do. Give us eyes that see into the word, ears that hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and hearts that are open to understand more about who we are in Jesus and who Jesus is in us. We thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is that time of year when the world falls in love. Every song, <laughs> Every song you, you hear, hear. My favorite. That's it my just favorite. seems to say, Merry Christmas, Merry right? Christmas. And I don't care who you are. You gotta love Christmas. You've got to love this time of year. And Sarah, I've just been thinking back on, uh, not just across this past year, but the last really 10 years, Sarah and I just celebrated our 10-year anniversary together. God has been so faithful. So this Christmas coming up is our 11th one. I was thinking back this morning on our first one. We were at your parents' house. Do you remember our first Christmas? Mm -hmm. There were no kids. You got me a laptop. I remember that. Oh, I did. That was really nice of me. Yeah. Wow. That was cool. That was was on my vision list. (laughs) And there were no kids. It was just us. I remember uh, things were just simple then. They were quiet. Much quieter than they are now. Uh, but I was we just watched thinking, a lot of movies. We did. We yeah. just did whatever we had. We had a lot wanted, of right? fun. Yeah. I was thinking back on that though, and I was thinking about the simplicity of life then. And don't misunderstand me. I love life now and wouldn't trade it for anything. But there is something about keeping Christmas simple mm-hmm. that I believe is not just um, a good idea. I believe it's God honoring when we keep it simple, because when you keep it simple, you keep it focused. And I think this time of the year, more than any, people are running in a literally a million different directions. And they're, they're over here, they're over there, they're doing this, they got parties, they got gatherings, they got family, they got school events, they got plays. As I'm talking about this, I'm thinking about everything that's going on this Christmas. <laughs> but man, I have it in my heart again for us this year and for everybody watching this broadcast, let's make a commitment to go back to keeping Christmas simple, keeping Christmas focused. What do you say? Let's do that. We can do it. Um, I want to read something from the book of John, chapter 3. I'm excited about uh, what the Lord would say to us over the next couple of weeks of broadcast, moving into Christmas time, 
on into the new year. And Sarah and I have been talking about you, been praying over you, praying over these broadcasts together. And I know the Lord's got some great things um, on the inside of both of us that we want to share with you. But I, I was going back to something Jesus said in John chapter three. And I don't know, maybe you've heard it. It's verse 16. Are you familiar with it? The cool thing about John three sixteen is I believe it is the whole Christmas story in a verse. Mm. This is the Christmas story right here. Now it leaves out a lot of the other details that we've come to know and love, but the heart of the Christmas story can be found in one verse. It's John chapter three, verse 16, where Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he did something about it. What did he do? He gave, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart, that is the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. That's what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. He loved us. And not, not only did he love us, he so loved us. Mm-hmm. We go through these words in this verse. It's so easy to read over them and kind of skip past them because you, get, you become so familiar with them. But the one little word, actually the smallest word in that verse that has become so important to me is that word, so. Mm-hmm. God so loved us. And it's the difference between saying, sweetheart, I love you. And Sarah, I so love you. I like that when you look at me right in the eyes and you tell me that. (laughs) Can you do that more often? I will, starting today. (laughs) So love you. And there's a difference, right? There's a difference between just saying it and then saying it in a way, you put this, just this little word, so in it. Uh, it's kind of the difference between somebody saying, you know, I'm hungry and them saying, I am so hungry. Just that little word, so, it, it describes the manner in which you love, the manner in which or the, the degree or the extent that you're willing to go to not just say it, but to prove it. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about the word so is often somewhere in the sentence, it's followed by the word that. Because he's saying, or I would say, or anybody would say, I so love you that, or I'm so hungry that. So whatever comes after that is proof of so. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I hope you understand what I'm saying. Whatever comes after the word that is proof of the word so, or to the extent or degree that I'm hungry. I'm, I'm so hungry that I can eat a horse, <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, Jesus said, God so loved the world. He didn't just say, I love you. He so loved the world that, well, here comes proof. Whatever comes after the word that is proof of the manner or the degree or the extent to which God was willing to prove that love for us. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave. Jesus is a gift. Mm -hmm. He's not only a gift, he's the gift. Mm -hmm. And I wanted you to talk some about what we were talking about, just being led by the Spirit of the Lord this Christmas and and going back to really the heart of what this time is about and and resisting that temptation to be pulled in all these directions. And I I think there's answers in here for us today. I think it's cool that in this verse that the way God proves His love is through giving. Yeah. Giving is the heart of Christmas. God gave us Jesus. 
we spend so much time buying gifts and giving gifts and loving each other through our giving. Mm -hmm. And that's how we prove our love to people. That's the greatest expression. Giving is the greatest expression of love, whether it's financial or time or whatever it is, you, whatever you, wherever your money is, there's your treasure, you know, your heart is to give and to bless. And um, I know last year, the Lord started challenging me to be more aware of His leading when it came to what I gave for Christmas gifts and not just to get stressed out that I need to buy for the Hearts and all the Pearsons and all the Copelands. I, <laughs> the purpose of giving is to show love. Mm-hmm. And to give a gift, is, it's not okay to just, to just go out and buy something because I need to feel I need to feel. I need to get another present, An or I need to do that. Yeah. No, I need to be led in my giving. And I and I said, so the Lord started dealing with me. I want you to listen to me. I want you to sow a seed in every single gift. Mm-hmm. I want you to find out for me not only what, what. I want you to find out for me what they would really enjoy. And yeah. God knows that more than we do. Yeah. So I know so many times I'd go to buy gifts and I would just stop and say. And I feel like the Holy Spirit would check me and be like, that, they're not gonna enjoy that or that's not the right gift for them. So I'd wait. And sometimes it wasn't convenient for me because I could have just bought a gift and marked it off yeah, the list. Yeah, scratch it off, right. You know, so I think the key is just being led by the Spirit and finding out what, what really is a good, what is a gift? I think we can get so in the habit of just marking things off the list in the season. You've got so many people that you want to give to, but don't, it, it still has to come from the heart. Sure. And every gift should come from the heart. Yeah. So I think that my desire is to find out from the Lord what is going to bless other people, not just, you know, I don't, just yeah, a, no. more of a spirit of giving, finding out the, some purpose in it, yeah. the spirit of the giver, finding out the, the whole heart behind it and not just doing it because I need to do it or we, we do it because it's a tradition. And right. I think traditions can keep us from enjoying just the spirit of giving yeah. and the spirit. Find out if there's, maybe it's one present instead of 10. Don't, you know, it's <laughs> well, we experienced what's special. That last year with the kids, we, we've made the decision, Sarah and I were like, we're just gonna keep it simple, right? We'll get the kids a few things. And we did what a lot of parents do. We just went bonkers. We just went absolutely bonkers on the kids. And every time we saw something we thought they'd like, we grabbed it and we, we were telling each other, man, they're gonna like this, they're gonna like that. And then Christmas morning, you know, they had, they were, you know, neck deep in presents. And that's great, except we saw something in their eyes. They would open <laughs> something and be like, okay, great, next, great, next. And it really bothered me as a dad. I know it bothered you too. We thought, man, we got to change this. Well, because there wasn't, I didn't even hear like a thank you. I know. And my kids are so thankful now. We teach them that. Thanksgiving is the language of faith yeah. and to to say thank you when God gives them a gift or when people give them a gift. But at that point, it was like, we weren't even hearing a thank you. We were just ripping one present out, open after the other. And after that Christmas, we sat, looked at each other and said, we're never gonna do this yeah. again like this. Yeah. Not, not ever. And you know, that's the thing is we wanna teach our kids what it means to give and yeah. to bless. So this year we've talked about taking them to, just do something fun. And get their toys together and sew their toys yeah. or find out a family that they want to sew to and do that as a family. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is, you know, God could have done that. 
He could have said, I love you so much, I'm just gonna give you all these things, all these different things. And in a way he did, but in a way he didn't. He gave us the best. He gave us what Jesus said was his only begotten son. You realize that Jesus was the only thing God had just one of. And that's what makes Jesus so precious. That's what makes him so valuable. That's what makes him so uh, costly is the, the preciousness of him, things that are more rare, mm-hmm. things that are difficult to come by. That's what puts all this value in them, right? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, guys, and some people may have heard me give this example before, but supposedly, gentlemen, the reason we spend so much on these these rings here with these diamonds in them is because these diamonds are just so rare, right? And that's why they're so expensive is because they're so rare. Meanwhile, every other person walking around has one on their hand, you know, just so rare. But even that is funny, you know, to bring that up because I'm thinking back over 10 years ago now, before we were married and we had met and we had fallen in love and I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that you and I were gonna be married, but I didn't just, I wasn't just content to tell you all the time, I love you. I love you, I love you. And I remember the first few times we said that to each other and it was amazing. I mean, just the, the comfort in that. I mean, it felt like home to say it. It felt like home to hear it. But I dare say that if the last 10 years had gone by and all I ever did was tell you that I loved you, but I never had a that, or in other words, I never proved it or I never did anything about that love. As, as good as it was to hear it then, you could get to a point where you don't wanna hear it anymore. It's like, okay, if you really love me, let's do something about it. Well, when we fell in love and I so loved you, I mean, I so loved this girl, that I went out and I bought that ring and it took, if I remember right, everything I had to get that ring. And I was so glad to do it. I was so willing and ready to do it because I wanted to find some way to express to you what you were worth, what you meant to me. And so I put everything I had in this one little thing. And what a picture that is, you know? I, we've, I guess I could have bought you, I don't know, a hundred little things, but well, it's kind of like whenever you, we talk to young people and a girl that's talking about how this guy says he's in love with, in love with her and he wants to marry her and he's talking the big talk. And I'm like, put a ring on it, right. you know, put a ring yeah. on it. Prove well, it. prove it. Yeah. And some people think, well, God needs to prove this to me, how much he loves me. He needs to do this for me and then I'll believe in him. Right. Or he needs to do this and I'll trust him for this. He's proven he's it. He's done it. And he's done it. And he gave the, already gave the greatest gift. Yeah and Jesus and everything we need is in him. That's right. So when he gave us Jesus, he gave us literally the only thing he had just one of, which makes Jesus so valuable. It's a treasure. Which makes, that's the perfect word for it. He's a treasure. Mm -hmm. But the the great thing about, great thing, that that, that doesn't even do it. The awesome thing, the marvelous thing, the, the too good to comprehend thing is that when he gave us Jesus, he literally was saying to us, this is what you're worth to me. Mm-hmm. This is the value that I put on you. And this is the Christmas story. I think over the next couple of weeks of broadcast, we can get into the, 
the beautiful details of the story and what happened and the days leading up to the birth of Jesus and all those things are wonderful. But you have in one verse right here, the whole Christmas story, the, the love that God has and has proven to mankind. And it's right here in these words, he didn't just love you, he so loved you. And he didn't just so love you, but he so loved you that he was willing to prove it to you. And the proof is Jesus. Mm. The, the, the thing that I love so much about it though, is that in Jesus is everything else that we need. Mm-hmm. Everything else that you could ever desire, that anyone would ever desire God to do for mm-hmm. them is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. The scripture tells us that in him is all spiritual blessing. They're all in Jesus. It's like God just loaded him up with everything he had to give man before he would send him to us. Mm-hmm. Jesus had to be full of God and full of everything God wanted man to have. And then he said, okay, now you're ready. Now go. That's why he's so precious to us. Yeah. That's why he's everything because he's everything that we need. Yeah. He In him is full, the fullness of life. You yeah. know? I mean, well, he's our wisdom. Life. He's our wisdom. Yeah. He's our salvation. He's our healing. He's our protection. He's our, in Him, in Him, we have everything. Everything. So He is so precious, so yeah. valuable. He is our everlasting life. And like you and I were talking before we turned the cameras on today, everlasting life is not just living forever. It's having life forever. And I love how that this verse says that. It, it says, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. He gave us Jesus so that we could have life with him. We could have a closeness. What is, uh, we were talking about that scripture earlier that talks about. Yeah, John 17, Jesus said, this is eternal life. What is eternal life? To know him. To know him. Yeah. And that word know is to intimately, that is like a husband knows a wife or a wife knows a husband that mm-hmm. close. And I think the Lord, when I was praying over this, I felt like he was just telling me, Sarah, I challenge you to get to know me even deeper than you know me. You've known, I've known God my whole life. But he was saying to me, call out to me, cry out to me every day to spend time with, this is life to know me yeah. and to enjoy me. And that God gave Jesus so that he could know us mm-hmm. intimately. So we could know him, be loved by him, experience him every day, this close knit personal relationship with him. That's what real life is. Yeah. It's not when we get to heaven someday, that's not eternal life. Right now, this is everlasting life. It's already started for mm-hmm. us. And it's to know him and what intimately. A, what a trick it is too in a season like this where he's so close, you've got Jesus on the brain. You know what I mean? I mean, even people who aren't necessarily church, they're at least familiar with the story and he's so close, yet there's so many distractions and so many other things that are going on that people spend their time, their money and put their heart in. And it's like Jesus is so close and yet because of the distraction, he's so far away. And that's not just for, that's not just true about unsaved people. That's true about us. Mm-hmm. That's true about us. And I believe what the Lord's saying to you and what he's saying to our, our television audience is, don't let this season slip past you. And it's so cliche almost, Jesus is the reason. Yeah, okay, we get it. But come back to the reason for it. Come back 
to the gift. What's interesting to me is we're reading here from John 3. All you have to do is go to John 4. And you see in John 4 where Jesus is uh, on a journey. He's walking with his disciples. And in John chapter 4, verse 6, Jesus is going through Samaria and it says Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, therefore being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. And I know it's a small point, but just looking at this again last night, that's so ministered to me. I know it doesn't sound like the Christmas story, but it really is. When you think about even Jesus got tired, even Jesus got weary in his flesh, why, why would that be significant? Because that's proof that God laid aside his glory and put on flesh just like us. And he sat there by the well. And I got to thinking about that, thinking about where we've been this whole year, the journey we've been on. I mean, we've traveled more this year, I think, than we have in the last couple of years. Um, just at the end of October on this trip to South Africa that I went on, I got to thinking about it after I came home. It was a total of something like six airplanes and 60 hours of travel and came home from that, home a few days, got right back in another airplane, went and preached somewhere else, home a few days, headed out again. And when it says Jesus was wearied from the journey, I'm sitting there looking at this last night going, yeah, me too, Jesus. I know exactly what you're going through. But you know, the answer was that he sat down by the well. And there's a conversation that takes place. And maybe as the Lord leads us, we can look at it. But there's a woman that comes to the well and Jesus asked her to give him a drink. And uh, there's a back and forth that takes place. And he looked at her and finally he said, look, if you knew, this is verse 10. He said to her, if you knew the gift, yeah. if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water if you knew the gift, he said. So in other words, she doesn't know the gift. Mm -mm. She doesn't recognize the gift. She doesn't realize that she is staring eye to eye into the, the gift of God. Jesus would go on in this conversation and tell her that the water that he gives her would spring up in her like a fountain of living water. And she'd never thirst anymore. And as I was praying over these broadcasts, Sarah, I believe that there are people watching right now. We're here at the end of the year. They're weary from the journey. This whole year, maybe it's been good, maybe it's been tough, but for whatever reason, you've come to the end of it and you're almost out of breath. It's been one of those years and I'm challenging you right now. Don't go into next year worn out. Do what it takes in the closing days, the closing weeks of this year to sit by the well with Jesus and let what he has to give you become in you mm. living water that sustains you and you thrive on it, you feed on it, and it propels you into next year and into the things God has called you to. But it starts with recognizing the gift. Enjoy the gift. That's Enjoying the word the for gift. us. That's it. Let's enjoy the gift. That is. The gift. I believe that's what the Lord's saying to me about my 2018. This is going to be my year of greater joy. Wow, that's awesome. Greater joy. We're out of time right now, but I don't want you to go away. We're going to be back in just a moment, but I'm challenging you. Open your eyes. Recognize the gift. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. 
You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.